Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we're covering 2023's Cobweb. in the night. Peter drew this? Yes. Is he all right? Peter has an overactive imagination. No more nightmares. No more. That's right. You know, I wish I had someone I could talk to about the things that were happening in my house. I saw there was a movie coming out with Lizzie Kaplan. I was su- a horror movie. I was fucking ecstatic because I love me some Lizzie Kaplan. Then I saw it was Samuel Bodine, who is a director from this show that I was obsessed with called Marianne. Yes, for I Netflix. started watching it with you a couple of times and then I had to stop every time. So I lost track of it, but it looked good. It was really fucking good, even though it was canceled because there wasn't enough viewership, which I'm like, you idiots. But then again, I understand that. Uh, I guess I take the idiots comment back. I understand because it was in French. You, It was dubbed, too. But I love me some. I love French. I love watching French TV shows. Um, and I'm okay with reading or just reading it in English and hearing them speak in the you know, their Yeah, the subtitles and that. But there's a lot of people, that you'd be surprised, like we get people, I know a lot of them that'll come and be like, eh, I don't want to read a movie. 
Oh, are you this lazy? Jesus Christ, it's not that hard. But, like, he's American, the director, so I'm my mind is boggled. Like, I'm just like, how did you get this? He co-wrote um, Marianne, so, and I thought it was freaking fantastic. And it, it aired, like, it came out, like, right before COVID. Like, maybe, like, I don't know, a couple of months, a month or two, right before, like, COVID, like, started. That's probably really what had more to do with it than anything else was just... I mean, COVID at the time when it came out, COVID was like something that was happening on the opposite end of the world and no one was worried about it. But, and then maybe it should have gotten traction during COVID because it's a horror show, you know, but I think it's really the French thing. It is worth it. It's worth, I've watched it full run and then again, a second time, halfway um, I will watch it again. I will watch it again and again. I really enjoyed it. Now, Cobweb, guys, you're in for a treat because let me tell you, there's not a lot of Halloween films out there that are good, like good ones, not like certain ones that I can name that I'm not going to put those movies out there like that. This one, I think is a perfect Halloween movie and it's, it's so classic, like you mentioned, like it's like an episode from like Tales from the Dark Side or something like that. It has a really good like feel to it. Of uh, you know, I, they use smartphones in it, but other than that, you could have really set this during any time period. You could, but the smartphones are not the smartphone use is not excessive. Yeah, but it yeah, you could have set it in actual an, if any you hadn't time. seen the teacher take out the smartphone or somebody use Google at one point during the movie. This could have been said during almost any time period. The only two really technology uses in it are that. And, you know. And there's a landline. Yeah, there's still landlines. I so think it could have been said. Which is weirdly. He it, did. Yeah, he did dial it. So I kind of had the feeling this maybe might have been something that had, you know, bouncing around for a while that they just updated. Yeah. But then again, I, I, yeah, you're right. It could have been said at any time. It's only literally that's the thing because all the clothes, like the cinematography wise, the clothes. Like, even down to the way the people are speaking, nothing, like, pinpoints, like, oh, it's the 2000s or it's 2023 at yeah. all. Um, You don't get that feel from it. But I, like, could not say anything more, like, good about it because I really, really enjoyed it. It was a good, uh, it was like a bedtime story. A creepy one. I did think it was going to be way creepier than it was only because of what i've seen that he's able to do but he had you know an hour ish runtime for this not nine episodes you know yeah um so he definitely had more time to play with certain things um the film stars lizzie kaplan um she is playing the mom the dad is Anthony Starr, which I'm not really familiar with him, but I guess he's in that show, Boys. He's in, yeah, The Boys. He's big. He plays the incredible asshole of that called Homelander. Is he the guy that killed everyone on the plane? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then I only get that because when you told me about it, but in this film, he's like he has his fucking moments where it's like, whoa. Yeah, he's one of those guys that plays a good, like quiet crazy guy that's like you know he blends in and is perfectly normal when he needs to be but then does does the most heinous shit possible behind the scenes the teacher is cleopatra coleman 
who I know from, she was in quite a few episodes of that Last Man on Earth with Will Forte and all of them. She was in that a lot. She was in almost a whole series. Uh, there will be probably some coughing in this podcast because I am feeling a little under the weather. And the kid is one of the kids, actually. Um, this is a, one of those films where they're not in uh, multiple places. It's school, home. Yeah, that's it. Those Backyard. Are two locations. School, <laughs> home. That's still considered, that's still home. So, yeah, this is another thing. Also, you can tell they did had a low budget on this one because it was literally those two locations. That's it. There's a school classroom you see, and then there's the house. Yeah. Which I'm fine with because that just, they have to be a little more creative with how they do everything, you know. I'm fine too, but the story doesn't feel, there was no point in the story where it was like, why aren't they going other places? It's just like, and them being home at one point in the story justifies why they would be home. We yeah. no longer, you come, you do come to a point where you're no longer in the school. Um, this film actually came out in July, so it you know, it didn't live long in the theater, unfortunately. It had a very limited theatrical release. It was only around a few places. It didn't play anywhere near us, really, that we could get to to see it. But we were able to see it once, and now that's out on video on demand. Um, I have to say that um, the kid that's in the movie, his name is Woody Norman, who also, he had two films come out, probably, I think, probably within like a month apart. Because he was also in that um, voyage of the the last voyage of the Demeter. Oh, okay. I haven't he's, seen that yet, but I heard that's I've heard mixed things on that one. He's the he's like the little kid in the movie, and uh, up and coming star because he's English. He was nominated for a BAFTA, which is the equivalent to the American Academy Awards. It's their Academy Awards. Okay. So uh, he has you know a very bright future. Um, he's already being fucking nominated for things. And he did excellent in the film. You know, there's kids in the movies where they're, like, annoying. There's something about them that you just, like, ugh. You're just... This kid. Yeah. And, you know, or just, like, a fucking group of kids. Um, we didn't really discuss whether we were going to do a... Are we doing a spoiled cast or are we doing a free of spoilers? I say let's try and do this one spoiler free because the better you go into this one not really knowing how it's going to go then the better you are because I unfortunately had someone tell me something before I saw this movie that they told me something that it was like that kind of spoiled what was going to go on in it and I have to say though even if I hadn't heard that I would have probably picked up on what was going on because I enjoy the movie but if you've seen enough horror movies over your life, you can pick up on what's going on fairly quickly. It's not going to take a lot to figure it out, but it goes a little bit different way than I thought it was going to, but it is, you know, early on you'll figure out, oh, this is what's happening. Now, there's another kid in this movie, and we saw his name in the credits, and we were like, no, that can't be, but obviously it has to be because of the last name. There's a Luke Busey who is... Gary Busey's son. That's, that's He's pretty young. Yeah, I mean, he can have a son. So, and he and he plays a fucking jerk. Like he, he I mean, he was perfect for the role. Yeah, he's an asshole. And I, I probably shouldn't say that about a child, but no, it's fine. This kid's a little asshole. He's an asshole, and I don't feel, uh, well, dot dot dot, because I can't say anything about it. Um, the, oh, come on. We know it's a horror movie where there's a kid and there's something evil in the walls. We know somebody's going to 
Somebody's going to pay the price on that one. Now, even though, yes, I did see the trailer for this movie um, beforehand, you know, when you have rotting pumpkins in your backyard, that's probably like, mm, yeah, there's some rotting shit, you know. You got to go with the metaphors of all these things, you know, like how rain signifies like there's going to be some kind of change. Yeah. You know, the person's life or something that's happening. Rotting pumpkins means like you're rotten to the core. Like you have like a fucking, the roots are evil or, you know, not. The ground is bad. Yeah, the ground is bad. Which oh, I love which the Which me of Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I love, the, like I said, I love this movie, but I love that we used to open the back door. There's no real like garden in the backyard where the pumpkins are like put together in rows. It's just the entire backyard is covered in rotting pumpkins. Like they just turned their whole backyard. They got up one morning and said, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's just plant pumpkins everywhere. And then the whole backyard is just covered in rotting pumpkins. You're like, what? Don't you usually put those like in a row or like in a corner of the yard? Or you don't just plant them all over the yard. They may have gone a little wild with the pumpkin planting. Also, were the pumpkins real? Were they CGI'd? Were they foam pumpkins that look rotted? I need to know. Or the practical effects of the pumpkins? I mean, the pumpkins look great. Not that they're lingering like for you know really long time over the pumpkins but and also i feel like when there are horror movies that set like around halloween there's like one pumpkin you know what i mean yeah there's 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 a one pumpkin the kid's gonna carve you know or like the like two or three pumpkins maybe the the kid's gonna like someone's gonna like pick up and drop but it's never like a field and obviously we're totally not going to be including uh charlie brown yeah now, without giving too much away about it, this is about basically what you get from in the trailer. You have the little boy that's played by Woody Norman, who he is uh, starting to hear someone or something talking to him from the walls of the house late at night. He's already kind of an awkward kid as it is. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't fit in very well at school. He's, he's a got... loner and he's being bullied. Yeah. Then the voice in the walls is talking, starting to talk to him, and the parents are being very sus there's very something very strange about them they're not acting completely normal they're not normal at all the mom uh lizzie kaplan carol her character she has one of those like zippy things to her fucking belt you know something's wrong when people lock the door from the inside yeah like and i don't mean like you lock it like for people to get out like you're locking it with a key from the inside so that no one on the inside can get out yeah also red flag red flag Big time red flag. Did you get it on that? I'm thinking about it. Remember I was talking about the clothing. Did you get it all Shelley Duvall in The Shining? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, she, because Lizzie Kaplan looks a little, she becomes more unhinged as the movie progresses. And, but yet she has like a quiet, like meek demeanor. And then the clothes. Like, the clothes are so... I, I don't it's know. It's very, like... Uh, very Shelley Duvall in fucking The Shining. Like, yeah, it's like the the big sweaters, like the heavy kind of dress and everything. You know, it's like... This is the kind of woman that dresses like... I'm not going to say like Amish type, but very, like, modest. Very... Very you know, modest. Yeah, this is like, oh no, I've shown too much wrist. Maybe I might be a harlot, you know? Yeah, the husband is like a straight-up psycho. Yeah, um. Right off the bat. <laughs> as soon as he, he's one of those things, like, it's like Nicholson in The Shining, you know? 
right off the bat, you're like, oh, he was crazy before they got to the place. The, the hotel just made it worse. Right off the bat with this guy, you get the feeling like there's something wrong because he's just got that creepy vibe when he sits down at the table and staring across it at you. You're like, oh, no, no, he doesn't need to be around children or, you know, anyone. He needs to be in a cell. There's this long hallway between the parents' room and the kids' room, and it's right across. If they open the door, they could look at each other from across the hallway. The hallway looks eerily narrow. My, I love when, like, set design and stuff tells the story or just, like, adds to it in a way. Many people probably don't even pay any fucking mind to that, but... I do, and I appreciate it. So thank you, whoever, <laughs> for all of those involved in that whole process. But everything about the house is unsettling. Like, even down to, like, the wallpaper. The wallpaper in the room. It's like, oh, it's a cute little boy wallpaper. But the pattern is just overwhelming. And it's like uh, uh, um, a hot air balloon that's, like, kind of, like, blowing away. There, there's a lot to it. I'm just this like... It's one of those houses that, like, the house looks like it came from, like, 1945. It hasn't been uh, updated since, you know. The wallpaper, everything that's in there is still the same as it was when it was built in the 1940s at some point. And it's it's a very creepy place. And there's a there's a scene in it where... I'm not going to say what it is, but you said that hallway is long. And, our, you know, it's a long, narrow hallway. There's a scene where something's coming down that hallway. And it takes... Uh, it sounds like it's taking a lot longer than it should to get there. That hallway's long, but it's not as long as like, the, the footsteps you're hearing coming towards it. Oh, yeah. So you're like, why is it taking it so damn long to get here? You're like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. That was a good creepy scene. It was. Like I said, I wanted... There were creep factors. There were... You had your jump scares, you know. Things did feel off and you did get that like tension and that weirdness but man i I just wish he would have done some of the things he did in marianne he did some things but he's just so good of like creating an unsettling like atmosphere and then like and I know that you have to have, like, a good cinematographer that is able to capture, like, the look of that, too. Like, in The Ring. Like, I'm surprised they even said that name of that movie at night. Because that movie still gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. Which you're like, okay, that movie's not that scary. That fucking movie terrifies me. Like, that is a terrifying movie. I But the cinematography in that movie is fantastic. Oh, you know, it's its 25th anniversary this year. No. I'm we should good. watch that and cover it. No, we should not, and we will not. And now that, <laughs> and I will not be sleeping tonight, guys. I'm actually going to be staying up. I'm going to pull a Patricia Arquette. I'm going to start making a dollhouse out of paper mache, drinking fucking Coke, and what was the the damn pills? Is uh, <coughs> stay up. She's going to be the stay awake pills, and she's going to put the uh, spoonful of uh, coffee grounds in the Coke and drink it. Oh yeah, ooh, that must taste nasty. I also, can't even imagine. Remember, they make. Coke Black, which is a Coke and coffee mixture. Oh, they probably got that idea from fucking Nightmare on Street. Ripped it off from that. And let me tell you, I've tried it. It is not good. But does it keep you awake, though? No, but you know I live on caffeine, so it's kind of hard to, you know. 
I've had so much caffeine in my system for so many years, it's hard to actually, like, shock me. You'd have to have so much caffeine that it would be like a, uh, I don't know, a fucking jolt cola times 100 before it would freak me out. I was going to say, like, fucking five, tra- uh, five uh, I was say tranquilizers for, like, an elephant. But Four locos, what are you thinking of? Four locos, yes. Yeah, that was the energy drink mixed with alcohol and God knows what else. It was killing everybody. Gasoline. I give this film four knives. I do as well. I like it. You know, I mean, I make a couple of jokes about it here and there, but it's 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 a solid movie. I like the Cleopatra Coleman that plays the teacher, Miss Divine. Um, it's, a, it's a kind of a stereotypical role because you know, like, right off the bat, when she starts taking an interest in the kid, you're like, my first thought was, oh, God, this is not going to end well for her. Because you've seen this kind of thing before where the new teacher comes in and the, the kid that's in there that's being creepy, that's a little bullied and all that, she gets pulled into their life and it doesn't go well for her. But she does a good job of playing it off and doing, you know, uh, kind of getting against the stereotypes on that. And she did a great job in it, I thought. She did do a great job. Um, the thing that, not that I didn't believe, but nowadays everyone, there's so many people that are just... Uh, they just keep to themselves. No one really... It's like, oh, you're being, you know, stabbed to death? Let me take my phone out and record you. I'm not really trying to help you kind yeah. of thing, you know? Let me so, not help you. I'll just record this for posterity. Yeah, so to see a teacher, especially nowadays, to go out of her way. Like, back in the day, yeah, the teacher would come to your house or she would, he or she would do something like that, you know, more I personal. I wish I'd had a teacher like her when I was in school that would like, it was like, oh, it's the month of October. Let's do Halloween shit all month long. She's got him like, what's well, the week before Halloween actually, it says at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So she's got him all that week when she's in there, you know, they're making pumpkins, they're drawing pictures, they're doing all this kind of fun stuff. And like, that wasn't my class. My, my class didn't get to do that. So I'm a little jealous of this uh, kid in school here because I wish I could have done cool Halloween stuff all week long. I also um, am jealous. But I did do Halloween stuff, but it wasn't like that when I went to school where we were making jack-o'-lanterns. But my favorite school Halloween scene is from um, The Lady in White that has the best Halloween feeling to it because like, that's exactly how it was when I went to school. Like You were able to go in your costume and... You know, everything was, the hallways were decorated and everything was decorated. It was just lovely. So, And the, the film captures that moment in time because that's how it was. Um, like you said, it's not probably like in every school, but, you know, yeah, I was kind of jealous of that. The whole, um, there's a scene when it's actually Halloween and the kids obviously are knocking on the door to get the trick-or-treat, you know, their treats. And Lizzie Kaplan is going through... It's like a high-tension moment in the movie. Yeah. And Lizzie Kaplan's going through some shit, and she's just crazed. She's like, stop it! Like, screw the ghost of the door, screaming. Yeah, and it's like... Goes, Get off the porch! It's yeah. like, it's Halloween, dude. Like... Relax. You have your light on and a jack-o'-lantern out front. Of course they're trick-or-treating at your house, guy. Exactly. Turn the light off and maybe bring in the damn jack-o'-lantern, like, scarecrow man you have out there. Yeah, don't don't draw the kids in. That You know, you put the nuisance out that's going to draw the kids in and then be mad because they're there, you know. Yeah. There were, there were parts of the movie, like you said, if you've seen enough movies, you kind of, like, know, like, where it might or could head. And there were parts that were, like, completely obvious. But 
And also, I felt it was a little too short. I don't know what the runtime was, but I felt like it was, it was... I just wanted more of it, even though I was fulfilled. It was like, I know that it was short, but I was fulfilled. But I'm yeah. just I'm just greedy. I'm fucking like, I need to see everything this man is going to show me because I am totally wrapped up in this. Um, and I don't want to leave this world. I looked up, it was a little under 90 minutes. It was an hour and 28 minutes. Okay, well, so that, I just have to say the time flew by on it, but it didn't feel like it. Never point at any point did it ever feel like it drug. It like I said, it felt shorter to me because I think that was because, like you said, it was so well put together that it just everything came out really quickly, and there's no like padding to it. It's ninety minutes, but there's no padding. The story's it. clean. It's straight yeah. to the fucking point. It's like this is what's happening. This is happening, and here you go. It's at the yeah. reveal, end of movie. Like it, there isn't there isn't any padding in the movie. So yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next because this one was good. I know it didn't get a lot of, it didn't make a lot of money or anything, but that's mostly because it's uh, it just didn't get in a lot of theaters. This is one of those ones I think that once it's out on video on demand and comes out on Blu-ray, it starts coming down some more streaming services and that that I think hopefully people will find this and start talking about it more. They'll get more of a cult following. This is going to be one of those ones I think in five years we'll be seeing it on the midnight movie circuit, you know? I hope so. You never know with these kind of movies. I, I really do hope so because I really did enjoy it. It's just such a, it's just classic, like, storytelling. I, I have heard this people is... say that it, it, the pacing at the beginning was slow. Um... I just think that's just the story building itself. I don't think that it's slow. I didn't feel like, okay, what's going to happen now? I wasn't annoyed, you know, where it's just like, oh, God, this is going on for so long. I never got that feeling because I was just letting the story unravel. Whether or not I felt like it was predictable in moments, but the ending, like, the last part of the movie, everything has to happen in the movie the way it happened. I wouldn't have changed it. The ending is fulfilling. I, I I just it it's 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 like one of those. I want to actually compare. Like I want to say it's this movie meets this movie. But the second I say what the movies are, you're gonna know what's happening. So I'm not gonna. <coughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say what those two movies are. But you should definitely check it out. You know, and if you have to wait, wait until the week before Halloween. Oh, that'd be a good time to watch it. Yeah, that'd be a perfect time to watch it, you know? Or watch it, like, the day before. But I definitely, it's definitely going on my must-see films for Halloween. Well, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Jump Scare, the horror podcast. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.